following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. You're listening to Common Debauchery with your hosts, The Nightmare and Rotten Jack. <laughs> what's going on everybody welcome to a brand new episode of common debauchery i am the nightmare and i am with my main man and the bringer of all the creepy things rotten jack rotten jack what is going on my man oh just thinking about all the spooky things that we're talking about tonight what are we talking about urban legends specifically we have a list of the top urban legend in every state so we are going to run down that list with you, and uh, yeah, we're going to comment a little bit on them, and if we know anything or what we think about them, and go from there. So for those playing the home game, an urban legend is a humorous or horrific story or piece of information circulated as though true, especially one purporting to involve someone vaguely related or known to the teller, uh, or in that in, in a lot of these cases, the town area location that is being talked about. Uh, and that's what we're doing. We're doing Spoilers. locations. We're not talking about the uh, the humorous ones, though. We're talking about no. the, the creepy-ass no. urban legends. There, there will not be any giggly bits on this one. I mean, we might find some of them humorous, but... <laughs> I mean, I probably will. Yeah, we both have a pretty twisted sense of humor. So uh, we're going to start off where uh, most lists do, with the A's. And this is in Alabama. And the Hell's Gate Bridge. The generally accepted story of Hell's Gate Bridge starts in the 1950s. A young couple driving over the bridge somehow drove their car off the bridge one night, and they both drowned. There are two legends associated with it. Uh, one, if you drive your car out to the middle of the bridge and turn off the lights, the couple will magically appear in your car and leave a wet spot on the seat. The other, which is how the bridge got its name, is the belief that if you drive over the bridge and look over your shoulder halfway through, the scenery behind you turns into a portal to hell engulfed in flames. Potentially to curb ghost hunters and bored teenagers, Hell's Gate Bridge is closed to cars, and it is in such disrepair that walking across it is strongly discouraged. Yeah, just looking at the picture of this thing, this is... It's creepy. Uh, number Yeah, number one, it is creepy, but like that definitely... I wouldn't drive my car across that. Oh, God, no. Hell no. And I mean, let's be honest, there's other ways to get a wet spot on the seat. Yeah. So maybe they got a wet spot on the maybe the explanation for the wet spot on the seat was because uh you know somebody turned around saw hell behind them and pissed themselves and the easiest answer was to say no the the couple showed and that's it was a wet spot yeah it wasn't me like, it definitely wasn't me <laughs> yeah uh so moving on Alaska the Kushtaka of the Alaskan Triangle you want to take this one yeah sure. Uh, so everyone knows the story about the Bermuda Triangle, but you might not know about the Alaskan Triangle, which I never heard of the Alaskan Triangle before this. We're uh, educational and informative. Yes. Uh, so on average, five out of every 1,000 people go missing in Alaska, according to the LA Times. Uh, so even if there's nothing supernatural going on, it's very easy to get lost in Alaska, in, just in general. Uh, the Tlingit Tlingit tribe that lives in Juneau has their own explanation. Uh, evil spirits called the Kushtaka, Kushtaka. Kushtaka uh, 
Uh, the Kushtaka are shapeshifters, half man, half otter. Creepy. Uh, there's been a there's a lot of like half and half things. Uh, I've never heard half, half man, man, half, half otter. otter. Uh, that's that's that, a new one. All right, yeah. Uh, that lure women and children to water with fake cries in order to steal their human spirit and drown them. So that's that's interesting. <clears throat> I'm uh, I'm also intrigued to know, like, obviously, these I'm zero for two on having heard these before, right? Um, so moving to Arizona, we have the ghosts of Slaughterhouse Canyon. The story of Slaughterhouse Canyon, not which is not in the picture that we have that we're looking at, uh, also called the less frightening Luana's Canyon, takes place during the gold rush. During the 1800s, there was a family who lived down in the canyon. They were poor, so their father would venture out to the canyon for food for his family. You might have guessed one day the father didn't return. Family slowly starved and descended into madness. The mother, unable to bear listening to her children's cries anymore, put on her wedding dress, murdered her children, and then threw them into a nearby river. The next day, she succumbed to starvation herself. The legend states that if you go down to Slaughterhouse Canyon at night, even now you'll hear the loud, anguished cries of the mother who lost her mind. First of all, why did she put on her wedding dress to kill the kids? Because crazy is not explainable. Mm, that's a valid point. Like, you can't explain crazy. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've talked about that in other episodes and other other <laughs> ventures. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, moving on to Arkansas. Ooh, love Arkansas. Arkansas. Good old Arkansas. Uh, we got uh, the Boggy Creek Monster. Uh, the Boggy Creek Monster of Fouk. Fouquet. 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 Fook uh, is Arkansas's version of Sasquatch or Bigfoot, uh, commonly accepted to be around seven or eight feet tall and covered in hair. Legend says he's, he roams the creeks of rural Arkansas uh, was, and was first spotted in 1834 when people reported seeing a wild man. Uh, people still claim to spot the Boggy Creek monster today and has been the subject of five feature-length films, including 1972's The Legend of Boggy Creek. This one I've actually heard of before. And obviously, like, if you've watched any type of, you know, hunting Bigfoot or finding Sasquatch or whatever. My dad loves watching those shows. Uh, They're interesting. Don't get me wrong. They're hilarious watching rednecks out in the woods. Uh, Oh, God, yeah. Like, I just watch it for entertainment purposes. Like, what stupid shit are they going to do this week? <laughs> I mean, really, realistically, why would, like, that's that's the whole show, right? Right. Unless they, like, because let's be honest, if they found Bigfoot, it would make they national news. Right. And they wouldn't even know what to fucking do. Right. Uh, <clears throat> but obviously, like, and I'm sure a lot of these are going to kind of curtail around the, uh, the Bigfoot legend. Yeah. Moving to California, because apparently we don't have any states with the first letter B. I didn't know that. I it do never, now. It never dawned on me. Yeah, no. never. Uh, this is the Charman of Ojai, California, or Ojai, Ojai, Ojai. Sure. Uh, it's probably Ojai. Sure. Uh, the Charman's origin story is gruesome. A father and son were both caught in a house fire and horribly burnt in 1948. After the fire, the son became so mentally unstable that he killed his father. When the police found the son, he was so unrecognizably burnt that they didn't realize he was alive. So he ran away before they were able to arrest him for the murder of his father. Since then, the Charman still spotted wandering the woods surrounding Ojai, occasionally approaching tenants of tents of innocent campers or pretending to be a hitchhiker and then attempting to attack them. This one's actually legitimately creepy because, I mean, 48, right? Yeah. So say this kid was 12 at the time. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. 
I mean, right? he's, he's ancient. He's very old. Right. Well, 48. He's 70-something at this point? He's probably in his 70s. But yeah, I mean... Still, and and again, you can't justify crazy. Like you, like there's there are things that crazy can do that normal cannot. Yeah. Um, moving on to Colorado, uh, the many legends of Riverdale Road. Uh, so Riverdale Road is an eleven mile stretch uh, that runs through Thornton, Colorado. Uh, it's not the site of one, but eight creepy stories ranging from a hellgate to ghosts of slaves hanging from the trees to a stretch of road that is decidedly spooky. Apparently being something just being spooky is enough to be an urban legend. Apparently. Uh, the creepiest story though, is that of the phantom jogger. Uh, one day there was a driver who hit a jogger, freaked out and left him for dead. Pretty sure that's, uh, the entire plot of, I know what you did last summer. Yep. Uh, now it said that if you park at the site of the crash, you'll hear the disembodied footsteps getting closer and closer to your car. People reported handprints on their windows and banging noises as if someone was kicking the outside. Creepy. That one's like, and so this is, this is the creepy side. Like the road itself isn't an urban legend. The stories are the urban legends. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of have like something like that here, uh, with like Delaware road and, Pigman Road yeah. and stuff like that. Like they're well, all and, and again, we talked about the urban legends of uh, Gutelberg Cemetery and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, so we're going to talk about Hannah Crana from Connecticut. Hannah Crana. Hannah Crana. Hannah Crana Bobana. Uh, who there is a real grave for this person. Yes. Uh, she is known as the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Hannah Crana gained a reputation as a witch in the 19th century when her husband died of mysteriously falling by mysteriously falling off a cliff. Interesting. Uh, locals reportedly believed that she had bewitched him. People also believed that she could cast spells on people she didn't like. Hannah lived until she was 77, but right before she died, she asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not wagon. After her death, the people of Monroe tried to wheel her coffin down the hill, but were unable. The coffin kept falling off, so they were forced to carry it. Uh, when the townspeople returned to her home, it was found to be engulfed in flames, sealing Hannah's reputation of witchcraft. Now you can visit her real grave in Trumbull. In Trumbull. Hmm. That one's legit. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, because there's that's actually like like proof of it. Like she right. was she was a person. Like that. Yeah, she these, she these really things existed. Did happen. Um, the the whole like. Her her coffin kept falling off the cart. Right. Like, what? Right. Okay. Like, but. a coffin is pretty sturdy. Like, what kind of rickety-ass cart were they using? I mean, it was the 19th, 19th century. century, so who knows? So. But, I mean, her, but, I mean, her grave still exists and can be seen. Yeah. So it couldn't have been so long ago that, like, stone masonry was terrible. Yeah, like, I mean, she died in 1859 or 60, depending on how you want to read this <laughs> headstone it's weird it says 1783-1959-60 so like hmm. I, don't, I don't know if she died in 59 or 60 i mean it doesn't really matter but right you know mid 1800s right uh moving on to delaware we have the ghost of mr chu hmm. uh okay uh while not a particularly mean-spirited ghost the story of samuel chu is still disconcerting uh, he was the chief justice of the Delaware Supreme Court in 1741. 
while he was alive, he didn't always get the respect he deserved. People frequently made fun of his name by mimicking sneezes as he walked by, as one does when someone's people are name evil. is Chu. Bless you. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we thought we weren't going to have fun. Oh, I knew we were going to have fun because we're both messed up. Sorry, we, we, we said it wouldn't be funny. Right. Uh, after his death, people reported seeing his ghost sitting under a popular tree, wandering around the courthouse, and generally creeping out the residence of Dover. Uh, Chu would also pull on the men's coattails and give women cold, icy feeling. Hmm. Interesting. So, before we talk about this next one for Florida, like, just the uh, the title of it, uh, I'm a little disappointed. Florida usually brings it, and this oh, one... Oh, no, this, this is as Florida as it gets. Yeah? The right. gravity-defying Spook Hill, which I don't, like... Okay, whatever. Uh, the sign that is actually pictured here says, Ages ago, a Native American town on Lake Wiley's... Uh, t- Town of Lake Wally's Lake was plagued with raids by a huge gator. The town's great warrior chief and the gator were killed in the final battle that created the huge swampy depression nearby. The chief was buried on its north side. Um, Later pioneer haulers coming from the old army trail atop of the ridge above found their horses laboring there at the foot of the ridge and called it Spook Hill. It is the gator seeking. Is it the gator seeking revenge or the chief protecting his land? Stop car on white line, place in neutral, and let it roll back. So the phenomenon happens at Spook Hill is real. Cars have that park there in neutral will appear to roll uphill. Legends say the hill is either the site of a Native American burial ground or an or an epic battle of a Native American chief against a crocodile, but the truth is it's actually just an illusion created by the hill's surroundings. While cars appear to be rolling uphill, they're actually still just rolling downhill. Yeah, there was a... I can't remember where it is. There's a... That's actually really boring. Yeah. Um, there's actually a, a pretty big urban legend somewhere else about, like, uh, a bus full of kids getting killed uh, because the bus stalled on the train tracks and the train hit it, right? So the legend is like you go there, you put your car in neutral, uh, but you like you spray the back of your car with baby powder and then uh, put your car in neutral and it'll actually roll what looks like you're going moving uphill. Um, But and then you're supposed to see like the handprints of the dead children that were pushing your car. Gotcha. Uh, They actually like debunked it. They brought out a like land surveying crew. And figured out that like it's steep, it's a steep enough decline to make your car roll, but because of the way the land is laid out, it actually makes it look like an incline. And then uh, the the way that the handprints show up on your car is, you know, you always touch the back of your car when you're you're closing it or something, and you right. spray the baby powder on it, it just sticks to your your greasy fingerprints and stuff. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that one was kind of lame, though. Yeah, I was expecting I, better for Florida. I definitely expect better from Florida. Let's hope Georgia comes 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 correct. Uh, Georgia, the ghost town of Lake Lanier. Uh, oh, these are there's a couple of these these uh, situations throughout the U.S. Yes. Uh, so at the bottom of Lake Lanier lies almost fully in town, fully intact towns, ferries, a racetrack, and multiple cemeteries. The government, in their determination to create Lake Lanier, bought up the entire 
bought up entire towns in order to clear space for the lake after they received congressional approval in 1946. So this is recent. Right. Like it, I mean, it's not like an 1800s thing. Um, however, they just decided to let the water cover up the towns rather than demolish them. Now Lake Lanier has just, has a decidedly eerie feeling about it. There have been an unusual amount of freak accidents and deaths on the lake. In 2011, there were 17 deaths alone. Uh, many people have drowned, have been recovered, but people have reported feeling arms and legs in the water and have not been able to find them right after, leading people to believe that spirits still roam the lake. So now they say most of the bodies have been recovered. Um, when bodies Obviously, go in the water, m- most. They, they, they sink. So like, if there's fully intact towns and stuff down there, it's feasible that some of these bodies could have sunk to the bottom and like gotten stuck inside a house that's down there, you know? Right. But it's no one's going diving down there looking for this stuff because I sure as hell wouldn't. That's just creepy. Nope. Hell no. No. And see, and that's Georgia coming correct. Yeah. So I've actually heard of Lake Lanier before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like I've seen people have gone diving there and brought pictures of like these underwater towns and stuff. It's creepy. Hmm. It's weird. I know that uh Rushford Lake around this area, you can see like the foundations if you can go down and see through the muddy water. But... Yeah, you can uh when they uh when they drain it uh in the fall, you can usually see like chimneys and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. And and like it's it's not like it's fully intact. Like they right. tried demolishing as best they right. could. But yeah. Um so uh moving on, Hawaii has the night marchers. Oh, I've heard of these guys before. Uh and it says, you know a night march is coming when you see the torches and hear the drums. Night marchers, according to Hawaiian lore, are not evil spirits, but they do demand respect. They're spirits of ancient Hawaiian warriors who march around the islands to protect sacred areas. Legend says that if you look directly at a night marcher, you will be marked for death. And if by some chance you find yourself in the middle of a procession, you are supposed to lie down in the middle of the road. Whoa. So, like, this is where I wish they would have, like, notes that, like, somebody, like, this person said they looked in the like in the face of a marcher and then a couple days later freak accident died or whatever like right but there's got to be something to it right you would think unless that like when someone just dies unexpectedly like the thing in hawaii is just like oh they must have looked a marcher in the face or something like that well they had it coming to them they looked a marcher in the face (laughs) you had it coming don't look at that thing that's weird and coming at you right just lay down in the middle of the road like what? Yeah, just lay down. Uh, Idaho. Uh, the name of this is creepy. Creepy as hell. Uh, Idaho. The water babies of Massacre Rock. Uh, water babies are a Native American legend that are found in a couple of different places in America, but most famously in the Pocatello, 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 in Pocatello at the Massacre Rocks State Park. Uh, the Shoshone tribe was first recorded in 1805 and were roaming the Great Plains as early as the 1500s, so it's not clear exactly when this legend originated. But the story goes that the Shoshone experienced an extreme famine and mothers were forced to drown their babies in the river rather than watch their children starve. Today, pe- some people claim that if you sit quietly by the river at by Massacre Rocks, you will hear the sound of babies crying. Other stories say that the 
these babies grew gills and fins and survived. Now they seek revenge on their mothers by luring unsuspecting victims to their deaths in the river. Now that's creepy. Anything, any kind of like urban legend or anything that has to deal with like babies or children is fucking creepy. Oh God! Like yeah. there's the like all the stuff about like the black eyed children. Like I don't know if you've ever heard anything yes. like that. That shit's fucking creepy. Like anything yeah. to deal with kids is no. Yeah, awkward. Yeah. Uh, Illinois has Homie the Clown. Uh, I was like, which, your picture's a fucking juggalo. It's, it, this dude kind of looks like one in the picture. <laughs> um, like, clowns are undoubtedly creepy. The picture they have here attached is, is spot on. Uh, throughout the suburbs of Chicago in the 90s, there was a rumor going around elementary schools that there, uh, there was a creepy man dressed as Homie the Clown, yes, from In Living Color, driving around in a white van trying to lure kids into it with candy and money. In some variations, he was a kidnapper. In others, he was a rapist. But in all variations, Homie left a mark on young kids in Chicago in the 90s. See, I mean, that's not an urban legend, though. That's like a rumor of a criminal. Right, yeah. That or, was, that was or dumb. Or just something. Like, I mean, your parents always warned you about the people roaming around in the white vans, like, offering you candy. And, like, no one ever offered me fucking candy as a kid. Yeah, and I'm like, remember a couple of years ago there was that like rash of people just like dressed as clowns, like oh creepily God. standing on the you side know of the what? road. I'm surprised none of them got shot. Yeah, no kidding. Then again, they weren't really doing them in like. So here's the thing: uh, somebody somebody brought that up, and we're going to sidetrack for like two minutes, not even two minutes here. But, like somebody brought that up about like the whole oh, like I can't believe one of these people didn't get shot. Well, they didn't do anything; they're just standing there. There were instances of these people like sprinting after people and right, following yeah. them like yeah and, and i'm sorry but if like if we if me and alley cat were walking somewhere and someone dressed like a clown started chasing us i'm fighting them i, I don't care i'm throwing hands at, at the very least i'm throwing hands and, and that's if i'm not you know very patriotically supporting the second amendment that day right yeah N- not that i do that never so, yeah, I mean, but I mean, that, that's that's not an urban legend. That's dumb. Yeah. Chicago, Illinois, you suck. You're on the suck list. Uh, I mean, Moving on. Yeah. Uh, so Indiana's got the Hundred Step Cemetery. Uh, the Hundred Step Cemetery is located in the town of Brazil, though the official address is actually disputed. While it is not clear when the stories about the cemetery being haunted began, there are gravestones that date back to the 1860s. The legend states that if someone finds themselves in the cemetery at midnight, because that's the way everything in a fucking cemetery works, it's got to be at midnight, like on a full moon, and there's got to be a duck that farted in the woods next to you. <laughs> right. Um, uh, cemetery at midnight, they must climb the steps and count to 100. At this point, a ghost of an undertaker... An undertaker will appear. I hope it's like Undertaker from WWE. Hmm. Like, that'd be fucking awesome. I'd do that shit right now. I'd be like, oh, I get to meet the Undertaker? Like, Sign me up. <laughs> right. Uh, He's in Texas. I know. Um, a ghost of an Undertaker will appear and show the person a vision of their death. On the way back down, the visitor is supposed to count the steps again. If they count the same amount of steps, the vision was false. People who visited the cemetery in the past have tried to outsmart the supernatural forces in 100 steps by avoiding counting the steps altogether. They've been reportedly there's they've reportedly been knocked down or shoved to the ground by an unseen force. 
listen, man, like if you take 100 steps of one direction, uh, you're going to take 100 steps the other direction. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, if you skip steps. But... I mean, skip, like all I have to do is elongate or shorten my stride. No, but it's like it. It's not the way it is. It sounds like it's steps like climbing oh, stairs. Like stairs. Stairs. Yeah. Yeah, that's possible then. Like, if you climb 100 stairs, like, you're going to have to go back down 100. Yeah, they must climb the steps and count to 100. There right. you go. Yeah. All like, right. There's 100 up, 100 down. Like, I, I did some good paying attention there, apparently. Like, how, how do you how do you count, like, 100 up and then, like, 90 down? Like, Well, I mean, can't. maybe maybe there's more than 100 stairs. So, like, if you, like, okay, I counted to 100, but, like, I actually, like, miscounted. And then on the way down, I'm like, oh... I I hit 100 and I have three stairs left because, like, you know, I mean, you count enough, you get lost. I don't know. I don't make the rules. Moving on. Uh, I don't know. The Black Angel of Iowa. She's located in Oakland Cemetery. Uh, The Black Angel stands eight feet tall in Oakland Cemetery in Iowa City. She is black due to oxidization. Most likely because of her dark appearance, multiple legends have cropped up around her. One legend says that says that a pregnant woman should never walk under her or she'll lose the child. Others say that if you touch or kiss the statue, you'll be dead within six months. Whether haunted, cursed, or completely harmless, the statue is definitely a somber sight to see. And I'm not going to lie, it's it's definitely creepy looking. Yeah, looking at this picture, I'm just like, uh, I mean... Uh, for those playing the home game, she... It looks like a very, very dark version, like that, like the same type of green that the Statue of Liberty is, except it's like it's just black. It, it's it's like forest green. It's not like yeah, it's it's very, very deep dark green, um, like to the point that it does it does look black. Like yes. I, can, I can understand why they call it that. What's next? Kansas. So yeah, you had Arkansas got... and Kansas. Perfect. Uh, so Kansas, we got the Devil's Chair. Uh, the chair is located in Alma Cemetery, wherever that is. Hopefully this illuminates a little bit further. Uh, the legend of the Devil's Chair goes like this. An old farmer in Alma refused to sell his land to the city in order to build a new cemetery. Someone got a little too tired of waiting for him to sell, so he was pushed into his own well. Eventually, someone said that there was a terrible smell coming from the well, so they sent this someone from the city to investigate. It was ruled that the well was empty and it was boarded up. Now if you make your way to Alma, you can actually sit on the boarded up well, but legend says that people who have sat on the well have been known to mysteriously disappear. See, now that's another good one. Right. Urban legend, like creepy story. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past the government to shove somebody down their own well. Not back then, no. Not even now. Well, yeah, that's true. Hi, FBI agent that's watching me through my webcam. Yeah. Please, Hi, Kevin. Please, please don't push me down a well. <laughs> like, I, I like to refer to my FBI agent as Kevin. Uh, I think that's because of another reason, but that, we won't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kentucky. The goat man of Popelick. Popelick. So there's a, uh, there's a picture here that looks like, I, I can't tell if this is supposed to be like a bridge. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like a train bridge. It almost looks like um, the Kinzu Dam. So there's no clear consensus on how the goat man came to be. Some say he was a circus performer. Others say he was a farmer who tortured his goats for Satan and in return was transformed into a hideous ghost monster. However, everyone does agree his appearance, dark fur, pale skin, goat legs and horns. 
The monster is said to hide under the bridge at Pope Lick Creek in Louisville to lure people onto the train tracks only to see them be hit by oncoming trains. Because, you know, sometimes got to be a sadist. Sadly, the urban legend has some dangerous consequences. In 2016, an Ohioan fell to her death from the bridge while looking for the goat man. Did she fall for, to her death or did the goat man push? I'm just saying. I don't know, but the way they're describing this, uh, it sounds like they're not even seeing a goat man. They're just seeing fucking Satan at this point. Well, you know, it, we're, we, we could dive down the entire uh, satanic occult and how Satan, Lucifer, and like every other name that you hear him called through Christianity are all different people. But yeah, we'll go there another time. Yeah, I get bored when I'm at like when I'm awake at night for I long hours. I so like too. I end up down like weird rabbit holes. <gasps> you know what we should do one day? Not oh to get boy. off topic. Oh I don't know. I don't know if we could actually do this on air, uh, but play the Wikipedia game. Oh, no. Uh, explain that one to me later. Let's yeah. keep going. Uh, so moving on to Louisiana, we got the Grunch, not the Grinch, the Grunch. It's the Grinch's cousin. Right. Uh, Grunch Road is an old dirt road that leads deep into the woods and eventually to a dead end. It was a favorite place for teenagers to go and do whatever teenagers do until they learned about the Grunch. Uh, The Grunch are rumored to be a group of deformed, half-human, half-monsters that resulted from years of isolation in Louisiana bayous. I'm pretty sure that's just the product of incest of living in... That doesn't happen. Not in Louisiana. Never. Uh, In the present day, it's said that if you find yourself on Grunch Road, don't get out of your car... If you see a goat who looks injured, the stories say that the Grunch use goats to lure people out of their cars so they can eat them and drain their blood. See, like some of these are are just Weird. like like knocked out of the park creepy. Like this one's good. Yeah. Like give give me more of this. Right. No, I don't want like oh, people dressed like a clown. It's stupid. No. Like I like I like the urban legends like this. Yeah. Big W for Louisiana on that one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Maine, the mysterious stain on Colonel Jonathan Buck's tomb. Uh, Buck's tomb is in the town bearing the same name, Bucksport. The tomb of Colonel Jonathan Buck in Bucksport bears mysterious leg-shaped stain. The story goes that Buck sentenced a woman to burn for witchcraft, and while she was burning, her leg rolled out of the fire. It is also said that the witch cursed Buck's tomb to always bear a stain for this injustice, it said that people have tried to get rid of the stain twice, but the stain keeps reappearing. I wish, like, you could actually see this alleged stain. You can. I pulled up the picture and zoomed in. Oh, dang. Yeah. I mean, it's not, like, you can definitely see, like, the shape of, like, a leg and a foot. Yeah. Nothing it's crazy, though. Nothing nothing terribly crazy, no. Uh, it's still interesting, though, like, if they have tried to remove it and it, yeah, uh, keeps coming bottom, back. Bottom line, like don't don't accuse people of witchcraft. Yeah, doesn't seem to end well. I mean, we're gonna do a whole episode on like Salem and the witch trials. And we stuff. sure are. We could probably do that next week. Yeah, that's yeah. that sounds good. Uh, moving on to Maryland. Oh, this isn't even a creepy one. This is just a good one. Chessie, the Chesapeake Bay monster. Uh, Chessie sightings have been around since the 1930s, but really started to pick up steam in the 80s. When photographic evidence became more readily available, Chessie is said to resemble a snake measured about 30 feet long and is the approximate thickness of a telephone pole. 
There haven't been many haven't been any recorded attacks from Chessie, but a thirty foot snake does not sound like something most people would want to run into. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got another good one. Like and this, yeah. this is kind of along the lines of things I thought we'd see more of on this list. Like we've had one Bigfoot and one sea sea monster. Yeah, like, I thought this was going to be more like a, like Loch Nessy type monster, not just like a a, a thirty foot snake. Right. I mean, I mean, it's still in the same category. I still don't want to see a fucking thirty foot snake though. Thirty foot snake would be darn near record breaking. Yeah. So, give me my brown pants for that one. <laughs> Why your brown pants? So yeah. people don't know when I shit myself. Uh, Massachusetts, the spirits of Hoostack Tunnel. Uh, the 24-year-long construction of Hoostack Tunnel in western Massachusetts, approximately 200 men died. Death was so associated with the tunnel that it was actually nicknamed the Bloody Pit. After a particularly gruesome explosion in either 1867 or 1868, 13 miners were trapped inside the tunnel. The other workers assumed that the miners had died, but eventually it was discovered the miners had lived, built a raft to combat flooding, and eventually died due to poisonous gas inhalation. Uh, it's said that the 13 miners haunted the tunnel for years, moaning and briefly appearing as ghosts. That's a believable story. Absolutely. I and mean, that's, that's in Massachusetts, if I didn't say it the first time. OSHA was not a thing in 1868. Sure wasn't. Uh, Michigan. Michigan. The little girl on Knock Knock Road. Uh, this one, Not to be confused with the Old Town Road. Yeah. Uh, this one's real short and sweet. Uh, the legend of Knock Knock Road says there was a little girl who was murdered on Knock Knock Road in the Detroit area. No. That never happens in Detroit. No, There's no murder in Detroit. No. Nah, never. Uh, and now she appears to drivers at their car windows knocking trying to find the person who killed her that's short sweet and creepy yeah i mean i'd probably shit myself if i was like stopped at a stoplight somewhere and somebody knocked on like, my window even, like even yeah even if it was just a random person yeah, like somebody knocks night, on my window knocks on my window fuck that bye better hope there's nobody in front of me because i'm going over the top right minnesota the kensington runestone in 1898, a Swedish-American farmer found a gigantic slab of rock in his farm that had symbols that appeared to be Norse, and since then, no one has figured out where it came from. While official historians have debunked that the Vikings made an appearance in North America before Columbus did, the myth has persisted, and if it wasn't the Vikings who did leave this mysterious rock, then what does it say? Or who, sorry, if like, it wasn't the Vikings, who was it, and what does it say? Like, I'm pretty sure that, like, History has proven that, like, Leif Erikson made it here a hell of a, like, well, into Canada a hell of a lot before. Minnesota's pretty close to Canada, right? Right. But, like, if they made it to Canada, like, who's to say they didn't? Yeah. You know, but, you know, who knows? But that. That one's that, interesting. Not Again, not, can, a, not a creepy. Right. And not that I could read runes or anything, but I've studied enough of them and looking at Viking lore and everything that that's straight up, like, Viking runic alphabet. Um yeah, so it's it's definitely close, at least, uh, you know, because there there's some there's some discrepancy of, you know, translating words from English right. to Icelandic to, you know, the ruins, different the different yeah. ruins, and, and like, different which which ones were who were, which ones were used yeah. and when. And but anyway, uh, it it looks it looks like it, it sure does. I yeah. agree with you. It, look, it looks at least similar for that type of claim to be made. Sure. Uh, Let's head to M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Deer Island's Haunted Treasure. Uh, The ghost of Deer Island 
originates from an old pirate story. Uh, the story says back in the 1920s, two men were fishing on Deer Island when they heard rustling in the bushes, which they assumed was wild hogs. Eventually decided to check it out and encountered a headless skeleton. They ran back to their boat and the skeleton followed them all the way there. According to the pirate story, there was a ship that sailed into Biloxi Bay and buried their treasure on Deer Island. Uh, the crew decided to behead one of their own and left his body to guard their treasure. Um, it sounds pretty similar, minus the headless uh, skeleton chasing them of, uh, what's that one? They got the Oak Island. Yeah. Uh, they got the TV show. They're looking for the money pit there. And basically, like that one is uh, Captain Kidd, like buried yeah. treasure there. and A lot, lot, of, lot, of, lot of spooky lore around uh around pirates they they did a lot of weird things because of what they thought happened with the afterlife so right um i mean the whole the whole pirates of the caribbean franchise is based on actual pirate lore right so yeah oh fun fact you know they did find blackbeard's yes. pirate ship right yeah we talked about that a couple weeks ago yeah just off the coast of north carolina yeah fucking awesome uh missouri momo the missouri monster Ooh, momo Momo, Momo was Missouri's version of Bigfoot slash Sasquatch, so that's number two. Uh, he'd been said to travel had to have terrible body odor, a pumpkin-shaped head, and appetite for dogs. In 1968, Momo reportedly tried to adopt a four-year-old boy, though no evidence was ever found. Hmm. Short, sweet, and to the point. Bigfoot going after dogs and kids. All right. Uh, that's how, that's how you land on a like a must-report list, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Montana Montana uh, The story of Sacrifice Cliff uh, The story of Sacrifice Cliff Comes from an old Native American legend Two members of the Crow tribe Arrived at their village from a trip To find almost everyone there had been Affected with smallpox and died I mean that's pretty Common I mean Right that you know for, for the For the time for the time yeah Uh so heartbroken about the loss of their loved ones, the two decided to blindfold their horses and ride off of the cliff to join their tribe on the other side. Sacrifice Cliff is visible from almost anywhere in Billings, so it's sad and a bit spooky to think about the story while the cliff is looming over the entire city. See, now here's, I have one, and I would be intrigued to know the idea behind like Native American thought on suicide. Because a lot of ancient, especially ancient warrior civilizations... It was frowned uh, upon. Suicide was frowned upon unless it was, like, to regain honor, like, in the samurai uh, culture. So, like, you wouldn't join them. It's it's actually one of the... It's it's a weird thing that I have when I... Like, when somebody... You see somebody, like, oh, my God, sad, committed suicide. And, like, that person is of the Christian faith. And they're like, oh, can't wait to see you in heaven one day. And I'm like, how deep are your beliefs? Because... Technically, that's one of the cardinal ones. You shouldn't like that's a that's a big, 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 big right, no-no. Yeah. And, that, like, and a lot of what Christianity says comes from other ideals that they've taken. It's, like suicide is frowned upon historically. Yeah. So like, you know, and, and I'm not, like that's not a statement on anything other than historical fact. So I, I would be interested to see what that would be, and like because at that point, like your entire story is hogwash if that the particular, Native Americans didn't believe that particular. Right, if, especially if that particular tribe, like, was, you know, like, oh, you don't get to join the Great Spirit if you take your own life. Like, right. So, what, like, what'd you do? And, and that, but then it would yeah. be better if it said, like, those two, um, like, those two 
fought, tribe members fought like, themselves to the death or something like no, that. No, like the, like the story would be better is that those, those two like, you know, are damned to like wander the cliff in search of their tribes. Sure. Like, yeah. That, that's a better urban legend. I fixed it for you, Montana. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, Nebraska, the poisoned girl at Centennial Hall. Uh, when inside, when insider chose the most haunted places in each state, Centennial Hall was a no-brainer. People claim that there are multiple ghosts roaming the halls, but the creepiest story of Centennial Hall originates in the 1940s when it used to be a high school. The story says that a student was playing her clarinet, suffered a heart attack, and died because her reed was poisoned. Oh, damn. I mean, high school Scan- bitch. Scandalous. Uh, now people claim to feel cold spots, hear disembodied music, and go and, and have witnessed an empty rocking chair start to rock. Creepy. Ooh, we already talked about the next one a little bit, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, Nevada, the truth about Area 51, uh, which we'll never actually know the fucking truth about Area 51. I, not, not, not really, no. Not, we'll put it this way, never in our lifetime. Our lifetime. No. Um, perhaps no urban legend, myth, or conspiracy theory more famous than Nevada's Area 51, a mysterious government facility that is rumored to be associated with aliens. U.S. government officially states that Area 51 is classified due to national security, which only fuels the fire. Secrecy surrounding Area 51 is makes it inherently creepy, and with the government admitting to a program investigating UFOs, the theories about what's actually going on inside continues to become more plausible. Um, we'll never know. I mean, yeah. for the longest time, and, uh, and if you, like really, if you like, we did a whole episode on Area Fifty One, didn't we? Uh, no, it was just part of our. Uh, I think it was like one of the first episodes I did with you. It's just con- conspiracy theories, right? So, like, if you want to hear more about Area Fifty One, go to that episode. Yeah, like, there's no need to cut cut that one up anymore. No. Uh, New Hampshire, the witch of Hampton, Goody Cole. Uh, her real name was Eunice Cole. Uh, Eunice Goody Cole was the only woman in New Hampshire history to be tried for witchcraft multiple times. Uh, her first charge was in 1656, and she was charged again in 1671. Uh, when she died, her body was recovered. The townspeople were rumored to have staked her through the heart to prevent her from haunting their town. People continued to blame Goody Cole for the mispoor fortunes of Hampton citizens for the past 300 years. For example, a boat full of Hampton residents overturned and everyone on board drowned, even though they were in swimming distance of the shore. People blamed Goody Cole for their crash, for the crash and the cursing of the passengers by having them forget how to swim. Again, don't fuck with people who claim to be witches. Right. Because they just might be. Right. Like, just be like, yeah, I think she's a witch and move on with your day. Because if she, uh, you know... Worst case scenario, <laughs> leave you, her alone. She'll you, leave you alone. That's usually yeah. how that works. Worst case scenario, you kill an innocent woman. Uh, even worst case scenario. She kills uh, you back. She's actually a witch and she's going to fuck you from beyond the grave. Like, no, don't don't mess with witches. Right. Oh, this is a good one. So, like, you know, it's a good urban legend when it stems the name of a pro sports team. Right. Uh, New Jersey. I think everyone knows of this one. Uh, You've at New, least heard of him. The New Jersey Devil. Uh, the story of the Jersey Devil has been around since the 1700s. The legend states that a woman named Mother Leeds became pregnant with her 13th child and said, let this one be a slash the devil. Uh, once the child was born, it grew hooves, wings, horns, and a tail. Now the monster has been spotted periodically throughout history in the Pine Barrens region of New Jersey. The state 
uh, has embraced the legend so much they named their hockey team after it. For the record, I didn't know it said that when I said what I said. No? No. Uh, fun fact, uh, I was actually looking at something else about the Jersey Devil earlier before I came over, and it said that uh, because the area that it's in um, is so close to, like, Philadelphia, that the Philadelphia Zoo actually reportedly put out, like, a $10,000 reward huh. uh, for anyone who could, like, catch this fucking thing and right. bring it to them. That'd be great. Right? Uh, New Mexico, La Malahora. La Malahora, which translates to the evil hour, is an entity that you don't want to run into in a dark road. Legend says that at first it appears to as a ball of black energy, constantly moving and changing its size and shape. If you look at it, it will drive you insane and slowly kill you. Other times it appears as a scary looking woman. It's said that if you hear her, if you see her at a crossroads, you or someone in your family will die. Again, this is the stuff I want. Give me all the creepy, unexplainable things. Right. Like, oh, yeah, someone in your family dies? No, oh, you must have looked at uh, La Mala Aura. Yeah. Way to go. Uh, on to our good old home state of New York. Uh, this place is called Cropsy. Uh, the story of Cropsy has many iterations, but it generally tells the story of a man who stalked a sleepaway camp or mental institution or children's hospital, depending on who or what you're reading. Uh, I don't know why they call this Cropsy, because this is the hook man. Right. Um, uh, He had a hook for a hand and killed children who were wandering alone at night. Every single parent who went, every single person who went to camp in New York State has heard about Cropsy, or as everybody else knows him, uh, the hook man. Uh, Things took a more sinister turn when a documentary posited that he was an actual, actually real, a convicted child kidnapper named Andre Rand. Um, there's like this is just the one that they picked for New York. I mean, every every town, every state, everywhere has some version of the legend of the hook man. Yeah, like, you're out at Lover's Lane with your lady. You know, the yeah, hook man he's, he's basically the side just, of your car. He's basically just like a, a slasher that yeah has a hook for a hand. Right. Yeah. Like he doesn't have to carry a weapon. He just has one. Right. Um. Like there's there's stories of that everywhere. So and I, I I feel like there had to be a better one than that. There's got to be a better one for New York. I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, North Carolina, the Beast of Bladenboro. Uh, most people believe uh, most people most people have been convinced the beast was a particularly large bobcat. Uh, in the 1950s, multiple dogs were found dead and drained of their blood in North Carolina, the town of Bladenboro. People believe that there was a vampiric beast in the woods, and they tried to hunt the animal. Today, the town of Bladenboro has embraced its history. Residents actually hold a beast feast every year. While some people are convinced the beast was probably a particularly large bobcat, it's never been confirmed exactly what was stalking their town. Yo, I want to go to beast feast. Right? I don't give a shit if it's a giant bobcat. I want to go to beast feast now that I know about it. Yeah, no kidding. We need to uh, look into that Looking and find it up. out when it is. Looking it up. Like you can't, you can't say that they hold beast feast every year and not say when. No kidding. That's just rude. Uh, so I guess I'll look up Beast Feast while Gene takes a quick break there. Uh, oh, I thought you were looking it up. I am looking it up, but I was going to let you read something while I found stuff. Oh, uh, nice going, a-hole. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Uh, North Dakota, uh, the White Lady Lane. Uh, the story of White Lady Lane is a tragic one, as usually all stories involving a, quote, 
lady in white uh, go. There's hundreds of stories everywhere about women in white. Uh, the legend states that a young woman became pregnant out of wedlock and her religious parents forced her to marry the father. The baby ended up dying after their wedding. The girl, so upset about her baby, about the baby and her forced marriage, hung herself from a bridge in her wedding dress. Locals claim to still see her ghost hanging from the bridge. Uh, like I said, there's a million and one stories about uh, a woman in white. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's one at, we, again, we talked about Gutelberg. Yeah, yeah Gutelberg. Um, since you're still looking that up, I will read on to Ohio. Uh, Ohio has the Werewolf of Defiance. Ooh. Yes. Uh, during the summer of 1972, the people of Defiance claimed they were being terrorized by a werewolf. Uh, sightings always happened at night, generally by the train tracks. A couple of women said it would try to get into their houses by rattling the doorknobs. Uh, the animal was said to be huge, hairy, and dressed in rags. Uh, I'm sorry, you were by the train tracks? That was probably just a hobo. Possibly. Uh but after summer ended, the beast disappeared, never to be heard from again, but the story lingers. Yeah, no wonder after summer ended, uh, the beast disappeared, because it became winter in the north. <laughs> uh, God love winter in the north. <laughs> so uh, I looked at, there are a lot of places do a beast feast, so yeah. finding the particular one for North Carolina will take a little bit more time than originally anticipated. But, oh, sure. Uh, yeah, so the mysterious shaman's portal of Oklahoma... Uh, the portal is located in Beaver Dunes Park. The mysterious occurrences in Beaver Dunes Park have all been attributed to the fact that it was built upon an ancient Native American burial ground. Weird, that never happens, uh, which is why it's called the Shaman's Portal. It's also known as the Oklahoma Bermuda Triangle. I mean, that's why the Bills have sucked for so long. Allegedly. Apparently the stadium is allegedly built on an old burial ground. Who knows? Uh, mysterious things have happened in the park, starting with the Spanish conquistadors that who went missing while searching for gold in the 1500s. Uh, since then, the paranormal activity seekers flocked to the dunes. People claim that UFO crashed there, uh, and a group in the 90s who tested the soil said it was abnormal. Shit, I'm abnormal. Right? Well, I'm sure if you tested my blood right now, something would be abnormal. Uh, Oregon has the Bandage Man of Cannon Beach. Uh, the Bandage Man is the American version of a mummy. Uh, he is rumored to be the ghost of a logger who died in a sawmill accident and now terrorizes teenagers who hang out at a deserted area of a highway near Cannon Beach. Stories say that he knocks on car windows to try to get it to try to get in and smells really, really bad. Again, could just be a hobo if he smells really, really bad. <laughs> Weird how some of that can be explained, right? Especially in an abandoned area like, oh, nobody's going to come looking for me. Right. Uh, Pennsylvania, the bus to nowhere. Uh, in Philadelphia, there's rumored to be a bus that doesn't have an end to destination. The story says that the bus only picks up passengers that are at their lowest moments who need to get away from their problems once a passenger is ready to face the world and get off the bus. But the passenger has no idea how long they've been on the bus for. It could have been hours, days, or even years. Interesting. That's, that's, that's interesting and a little creepy. Yeah. I wonder if there would be, like, any actual, like, evidence that, like, someone from, where was this, Philly? Yeah. Uh, you know. Like, got, went, got on and, like, went, three years passed. Yeah, like, like, went missing for three years and said, yeah. I don't know, I was on a bus. What do you, what do you mean, three years? Um, Rhode Island has the Devil's Footprints. Ooh. Uh, there is a rock 
on Devil's Foot Road that appears to show, no, show a normal human footprint and a cloven hoof. Uh, the story goes that a Native American woman was murdered. A Native American woman murdered a white man and fled the scene of the crime. While running, she was stopped by another man. She cried out for the devil to save her. When the man admitted that he himself was the devil, he and stomped his feet on the ground to prove that he had a cloven hoof, which is why the rock still shows this to that day. Interesting. Huh. I wish they would have like put a picture of said rock. Yeah, instead, instead the of... caption is that the rock is somewhere in the north in North Kingston, Rhode Island. Yeah. Great. Great. Fantastic detective work there. Uh, South Carolina, the death of Julia Laguerre. Uh, in the 1800s, the Laguerres were well-to-do South, Calif- South, South Carolinian family who had homes on the mainland and on Edistro Island. The daughter, Julia, got sick, was pronounced dead, and buried inside their family mausoleum. Years later, another member of the Laguerre family died, and when their tomb was opened up, the remains of Julia were found outside of her coffin. The story says that Julia had been in a coma and had woken up to try to escape her tomb, but died. After the first reopening of the Laguerre mausoleum, the door can't seem to stay shut. The Laguerres tried multiple times, or multiple different doors, and every single time the door was found open, people believed that the ghost of Julia didn't want to be locked in that tomb any longer. Hmm. So there you go. There's one died in the tomb because she wasn't dead. She was in a coma, came out of said coma, and now her ghost is tied to it, but she won't let you close the door. Right. That's that's a good one. I yeah. like that one. Uh, South Dakota, Walking Sam, and the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation. Uh, purportedly over seven feet tall and very slim, Walking Sam is said to appear on the streets of the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation at night. He try and tries to convince teenagers to commit suicide. Whether or not Walking Sam is real, something is tragic. Something tragic is going on on the reservation. From December 2014 to May 2015, there were 103 suicide attempts at Pine Ridge. Damn. That, yeah, there's something, something's in the water out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and who knows? Like, I mean, that could just be, you know, maybe there's some bad magic mushrooms going around out there or something. Who knows? knows, But uh, Tennessee, the boy in the bathroom at Pine Haven School. The Pine Haven School, located in Jamestown, is an old abandoned is old abandoned and is said to be haunted. A tragic story supposedly took place there where a boy was cornered by a group of bullies in the bathroom and shoved into a mirror, which shattered and killed him. To avoid getting caught committing murder, the bullies decided to bury the body underneath the floorboards. Today, people say if you go inside the school, you can see the reflection of the boy if you look in the mirror. Where is this for the rest of the states? We're on a good run here. Right, yeah. Like we've had a good like, I don't know what, three or four? Yeah. That's good. Ooh, Texas. Texas better not let me down. The fact that like that the story of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't this one, although that is somewhat of a true story. Uh it no. It's complete fiction. It was based upon Ed right. Gein, That's which right. I right. won't get into, even though I can tell you the entire theory behind it. Um Texas has the candy lady. Uh, In the early 1900s, children in an unnamed rural town in Texas started going missing, and the residents blamed it on the candy lady. The story goes that she would go around leaving candy on children's windows, and eventually she'd lure the kids out with notes attached promising more candy. The story picked up steam when when a farmer allegedly found found rotten teeth on his farm and later found the body of a boy with his pockets stuffed with candy. 
While little is known about the origin of this story, some have speculated the Candy Lady was real and her name was Clara Crane. And they leave us with that? Right? Like, who was Clara Kane and why does she matter? I don't know. Can I click on that? No, that's not a link that I can click on. That's dumb. Huh. Yeah, uh, it says name was Clara Kane and it takes you to a... A tumbler. Yeah, of like food and snacks and crap. Right. That's stupid. Um, Utah, the curse of the Escalante Petrified Forest. While it's illegal to take anything from the Escalante uh, Petrified Forest State Park, there is a legend that says that anyone who takes pieces of petrified wood from the park will be cursed with bad luck, sickness, and accidents. Park manager Kendall Farnsworth stated in 2014 that he gets about a dozen packages every year containing a piece of wood from the park and an apologetic letter detailing the sender's misfortunes. That's really cool. Especially, like, if the park ranger's like, yeah, I get, like, packages all right. the time. Like, people sending shit back, like, I'm sorry I fucked up. Like, I stubbed my toe three times and my kid fell down the stairs. Here's the wood back, please. <laughs> right, make it stop. Uh, Vermont has the frozen people. I mean, it's Vermont. I mean, right. It's cold. Uh, first appearing in a diary that was published in the late 1800s, the legend of the hibernating old people recounts the tale of a poor family outside Montpelier. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Montpelier? Montpelier. Uh, that couldn't afford to feed and clothe the oldest members of their family. So they froze the people and buried them. Uh, according to the tale, when spring rolled around, the elders thawed out and were just fine. I mean, this was the first attempt at cryogenic sleep, right? I mean, shit, is that all we need? Just stick you out in the fucking snow? Right. We'll thaw you out in the spring? Uh, so we're going to, like, that, that one's just dumb. Yeah, that's really dumb. Uh, Virginia has the bunny man. The Bunny Man's legend starts with what every good urban legend starts with, an insane asylum. The people of Clifton were so open-armed about the asylum that they were able to get all the patients transferred. The patients were being moved on a bus that crashed. The police were able to catch all all the patients except one, the Bunny Man. According to the tale, the Bunny Man lives in the woods and sustained himself on woodland creatures like bunnies, but eventually he attacked humans. Uh, some people reported being attacked by a man with a hatchet. Others' tales say that the group of teens would see a bright light and then would wind up dead and strung up over a bridge. I don't even have anything for that one. Like I don't even have I don't even have like a funny retort or No, and, and like that like, that's, that's one of the ones that I've known. Like I, I know that one. I've heard I that one. I've never even heard of Bunny Man before. I have. Have did you hear about it like being like a Virginia thing or just like No, I just general? remember hearing Bunny the Bunny. Oh, Man. okay. Uh Washington. Alright, this is gonna be quick. Washington is literally just Bigfoot. Um yeah. uh do we really even need to go into that? No. You know what Bigfoot is if you don't Go look up fuzzy pictures of dudes in ape suits. Right. Uh, West Virginia's got the Mothman. Oh, 1966 stories say that West Virginia was visited by an insectoid flying creature with bright red eyes who resembled both a moth and a man, spotted flying around the town of Point Pleasant, along with shining lights and the men in black. Uh, Mothman's origins have been claimed as supernatural, alien, or government experiment gone wrong, but Point Pleasant has embraced the monster, erecting a statue, creating a museum, and even dedicating a festival to him. Yeah, uh, so this really doesn't even go into, like, the legend of Mothman, but basically, like, Mothman is 
it, 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 I don't even know why. Like, I think that's just because like they have a statue of him there. Uh, but Mothman is basically like this urban legend that um, usually he's reported being seen in an area right before some type of like massive disaster happens. Right. Uh, like, you know, uh, you know, right before a hurricane hits or like a factory blows up in some town, uh, you know, people after the fact will be like, Oh my God. Yeah, I did. I saw a Mothman. And then this happened the next day. And like, it's like the legend of Mothman is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Just like the lore behind it. So, if you're looking for a good read, go go look into the Legend of Mothman. Uh, Wisconsin has Boy Scout Lane. Uh, the story of what exactly happened at Boy Scout Lane varies, but they all end with the same conclusion: a group of Boy Scouts dead on the road. In some stories, there was a bus crash with no survivors, or they were murdered by their bus driver, or they just mysteriously vanish into the woods one by one. Uh, visitors have reported seeing a swinging body in the trees, feeling as though they are being watched, and find child-sized handprints. Creepy. Yeah. Like I said, anything, like I said before, anything to do with, like, kids. Weird. It's just, like, extra fucking creepy. And, like, that's a no-go for me, bud. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, we have Wyoming's Devil's Tower. I've actually seen this. Uh, Devil's Tower is located in the Bear Ridge Mountains of Wyoming. There's no scientific consensus on why Devil's Rock looks the way it does, but one Native American creation story attributes the landmark shape to a tragedy. According to the story, a large group of Cheyenne girls were attacked and killed by a bear. Two escaped and found help from two boys who convinced the girls to act as bait. They climbed to the top of the tower, and the bear tried to follow. The boy shot arrows at the bear, and it finally gave up, leaving scratches all the way down the rock as it slid down. Uh, So Devil's Tower is literally just a gigantic like mountain hill thing that goes straight up and is straight across the top and straight down it, like on all sides. It's really weird looking. It's creepy. There's nothing else like it around. No, just looking at the picture. Like I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Well, on one of our trips out West, we saw that one. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like how, how tall is it? Like, I mean, it's, uh, it's tall. I mean, like look at the trees around it. Yeah. Like it looks huge. Like assuming those are like full, full size grown trees. That thing's probably got to be what? It, I mean, it's a mountain. A thousand feet tall? It's a mountain. Right. So, it's an unclimbable mountain, basically. So uh, I'm a little disappointed that there weren't more, like, creatures on this one. Uh, right. I pulled up, like, Monsters in America, like the Alkali Lake Monster. Uh, a lot of these are very similar, like, a lot of Bigfoots, yeah. a lot of sea monsters, like Chessie, Cassie, Bessie. You know, all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, there's the Chupacabra. Yeah. Which is a goat-eating dog, essentially. Yeah. Um, there's the there's a lizard man. There's the Ozark Howler, which is like a large uh, predatory cat. You know, you can get in like your, your sewer gators and stuff like that. I'm surprised there wasn't like sewer gator for New York, you know? Uh, so there's the Beast of Busco, which looks like a gigantic snapping turtle. Uh, Thunderbirds, which are really cool. Uh, Native American lore. Yeah, very cool. The Wampus Cat. The Wampus Cat. Um, Shunka Wakarin. Well, there's a there's a depiction of the Pope Lick Monster. Uh, the Mothman. Puckwudgie. Puckwudgie? I don't know what it is, but Puckwudgie. Okay. So, I mean, th- those are interesting. And then uh, I have another one that was like 
45 scary and disturbing mythical creatures from around the world. Uh, mythical creatures will be one we do separately, I think. Yeah, yeah. Cause because this one's really cool. Yeah, there's there's a bunch of like cryptoids and stuff like, like uh, yeah. the Wendigo and stuff that yeah. don't really fit urban legend because there's a lot of other lore surrounding them. It's a, a lot of Native American lore. Yeah. Um, so there's going to be a whole episode on like cryptoids and yeah so we'll we'll do we'll do that probably not next week but the week after yeah uh we'll thought we'll we'll be doing the salem witch fiasco next week uh and i mean that's it man it's a minute and three or an hour and three minutes here so we're perfect we're over time and that's without the the bumper at the front and stuff at the back end so uh rotten jack it's always a pleasure my friend we did a little little late night this week a little 10 30 at night on a monday yeah you know for uh for the tuesday recording um Thanks for tuning in, guys. Comment about is part of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get your podcast awesomeness from. Find us on Facebook. Comment, just search Comment Debauchery. Our uh, page will show up. Like, comment, share, subscribe. We're trying to be better about posting things to talk about and stuff like that. Uh, reach out. Let us know if you want to hear anything, see anything, do anything, be part of anything. Uh, outside of that, uh, I guess that'll do it. And that being said, I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Common the Debauchery. Do- oh, you did shit. it again. Let's try this again. And this has been Common Debauchery. All right, guys. We've been in this haunted house for like 15 hours. And if we want to get home to our favorite food and pornography, we're going to have to come up with a plan. Hey, why don't we try leaving through one of those spooky looking doors? Wait, whoa, whoa. Doors like an exit door. Yeah, maybe we should get on that. Come on a second. These doors are labeled. This one says Dracula on it. And this one says Beware Zombies. That's probably the exit. And the last one just says Nekagrima. Tough call. Mm. I got an idea. On three, we're going to open them all at once. All right, let's do it. Ready? One, One, two, two, three. three. (laughs) Oh, hello there. Damn, that's scary. Damn, that's scary is our new favorite podcast where we talk about all things horror. Tune in to get the latest horror news, long-form movie reviews, and all kinds of other scary shit. Mummies, wolfmen, vampires, chupacabras, lizard people, impolite Canadians, we do it all. So if you like horror podcasts, and we know you do, check out Damn, That's Scary, new episodes every week. And remember, keep it spooky.